Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast, your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. I think we're ready to start. Welcome so much to the Innovation World Podcast Series. And today, before we have our special guest start with us, let me just introduce myself. I am Julie Shively from Innovation World and my co-host, Jake Mendelson. Say hello, Jake. Hello. Hello, Jake. How are you? The National Innovator Challenge is underway. It closes, registration closes on May 31st. So get your registrations in if you're interested in participating. And that's open to uh, K-12 students across the United States. Entries this year aren't just prototypes, but they can be prototypes, ideas, or apps. So we're real excited about expanding and, and being inclusive of a lot more uh, types of innovation. And the top innovators from that competition move up to the Global Innovation Challenge, which takes place September 25th and October 2nd. Um, and it's a fantastic opportunity to compete with kids around the world. So that's all I got on that. Jake, anything you want to add before we introduce our wonderful guest today? I just want to talk about the uh, the food challenge that's coming up. Oh, so um, an associated uh, program that we're, we're working with, um, inventfuture.global, had a water challenge in January, February, and March of this year. And it was based on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals of clean water, drinking water. And it was incredibly successful. There were 85 students, uh, nine years old to 18, from 15 different countries working together to solve this global problem. And it was so successful, we're doing it again, and it's going to be in July. And um, it's just gonna be fantastic. It's based on the sustainable development goal number two, which is food, sustainable food, getting rid of hunger and malnutrition. So if you're at all interested, contact uh, Julie, and she can show you how to get signed up for this. It's a wonderful event, and it'll be one full week in July. We have two weeks. But participate one week. And you can contact us at info at innovationworld.org. All right. Wonderful. Hey, let's move on to the favorite part of our show, our young innovator. And today we have with us Casey Cheng. And Casey, why don't you unmute yourself and start by letting us know what grade you're in, what school you're in, maybe what state you're in. And then you can start talking about your innovation and we'll ask questions when you're done or along the way, whatever works for you. Hello, so uh, my name is Casey and uh, I'm in seventh grade and I go to Folly Quarter Middle School. Uh, right now, um, well, I, yeah, pretty much that's it. Where do you live, Casey? I live in Maryland. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And you innovated something, but we aren't sure what yet. So why don't you share with us a little bit about your innovation? So this is my innovation. It's called the potty plane. And it's a toilet assistive device for toddler boys who are having trouble with potty training. So uh, it's pretty easy and it's simple. And, and can you repeat the name of it, please? It's called the potty plane. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So um, 
first of all, why did you invent this? You're obviously not a little boy and you're way too old to have a potty issue. So what led you to inventing this? Well, it's my terrible nightmare that struck me because, well, it happened when my little brother kept making messes all over the place when he would go to the bathroom very often. So he would spray all over the toilet ring on his pants, on the floor, and pretty much anywhere you can ever imagine. So every time we would always have to clean it up, not him, because he doesn't even know how to do it. So I tried to find solutions to do it. And um, I thought that maybe a tool would help because it would be easy to use. And uh, basically I tried to make something that was simple and would solve the problem easily. And so how did you decide on a plane? Well, I wanted them to like it, uh, especially because they're a little kid, like toddlers. I wanted it to look fancy so they'd want to use it. And also because I wanted it to look good. And so for um, right now, we're live streaming on YouTube, but later we'll just be sound only. Can you kind of describe what the invention looks like? So this is what it looks like. It has four main parts. Over here is the main opening where there's a hole right here where it goes in. And then down here is a tube where uh, it goes out and then goes into the toilet without splashing. And it's pretty, uh, it goes in and out with no mess. And then down here is a stabilizer. It stabilizes it right under the toilet seat so that it stays there without shaking around. And then right in the middle is the base. It's the part that holds everywhere together. Wow. So, so it latches on underneath the toilet seat so that the plane is nose down towards the water in the toilet. Yes. Yeah. And they're actually, the little boy is actually peeing then in the larger opening that's in the back of the plane, which is now up close to the toilet seat where the Correct. toilet lid. Okay. How this it seems like you've thought of just about everything. So has this been tested? Yes. I actually created a video on it. Oh, that's cool. Maybe you can send that to us later and we can post that as well on the YouTube site if you're interested in us doing that. <laughs> we, we can't watch it. We can't watch it on here right now because it will be, it won't show well. It won't sound well as part of the um, podcast. But so I noticed that you had some cardboard as part of that um, for your prototype. What kind of materials do you think you would use if you moved forward and developed the product? definitely more stronger and sustainable plastic. I mean, it's just a prototype, so it's not meant to be as strong. It's just a design to help guide me and make it stronger. But of course, I want to make it into a stronger type of plastic that's easier to wash and use. And yeah, basically. Wow. Very smart. Does that come in adult sizes for <laughs> men as well? <laughs> not that I thought of it, but of course, I was thinking of making it adjustable. Um, but I would need stronger materials. Yeah, especially um, my 12 year old cousin still does it. So well, like when he came here, he wet the whole ground. And when I went in there, I literally slipped and fell on the floor. So <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Casey, I'll tell you something that really impressed me is we have a lot of um, students who come in and show us some invention and things. And there were three things that I was really impressed about. First of all, sometimes they come up with just an idea. 
but you actually built this. You actually tested that. And that's very impressive. Congratulations. The other thing is sometimes students only worry about getting the product to work. But you also considered about what would make this person actually use it. It's not enough just to work. And you, you deliberately designed it into a shape and, and uh, a name that would get the, the little boy excited about using it. So you, know, you took the consumer into account for the product. It just wasn't a product. You thought about the marketing of it. So that's very impressive, Casey. I agree. Thank you. So if you um, develop this, are there any other things that you think you might develop along with it or any enhancements or anything you thought of that um, you might do differently to it? I would definitely improve it. Like there are always improvements available because well, the material, I talked about how it would be more, uh, it could get stronger and more sustainable, but I was trying to also get it to uh, be a real product so other families could use it. And that's something I struggle with. And also the adjustability. Casey, at some point in the future, you're gonna be applying to college and you're gonna have a college application. And I want you to make sure you put the story of this innovation on that college application. I think the people reading it will really appreciate what you've done and, and they'll remember you. Make sure you put this on your application, right? Okay, thanks, yeah, I will. Absolutely. So have you thought of any other types of models you might make other than planes? Definitely. Probably more like other things they would like. I mean, I could go a, on a wide range of things that they'd like. For example, like maybe I could put it like a brand type, maybe like a Spider-Man one or a special kind of unique one that they've never seen before because I want the kids to really like it and be like, ooh, I want this. Now, yeah. Casey, I have a question. How did you end up here? Did, it something, did you do something? Did you tell somebody about your innovation? Well, I always make things like all the time. I started when I was really, really little. I started making like shoes and clothes. And then I made different kinds of like things that like, even when I was in preschool, I made a paper jacket because I was bored from the paper towels and everyone got so excited, even though it was raining. <laughs> but but how did you enter any other event? How did you end up here on this podcast? Well, I did do a few, um, well, I just did the student ideas for Better America. Oh, yeah. can you tell us about that? Um, I entered for that two times and yeah, I won both of the times. That's how I got here. What was your other invention? It was a garden-based desk organizer. Wow. And so uh, what, when you- I'm sorry, won, would you repeat what that was? I'm sorry. Garden-based desk organizer. Garden-based desk organizer. What does that mean? So uh, it's basically an organizer that helps store all the supplies. And it looks like a garden. It has like a playground and a pencil cactus thingy on it and like all kinds of things. So Casey, when, what was the name of that organization again? Which organization? The, the one, one you that, entered twice. The one that you entered. Oh, Student Ideas for Better America. Student Ideas for a Better America, right? Yeah. And then when they said you won, they just what? 
shook your hand and said congratulations? Um, well, kind of in a like messy way. No, but didn't something else happen? Yeah. Well, yeah, they called me and they sent me a hundred bucks. Oh, 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 they sent you a hundred bucks. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just think if you had a hundred bucks for every idea you've come up with, Casey, you'd be rich. Sounds like you came up with a lot of things so far. You should think about uh, looking at the Innovation World site and looking at the National Innovator Challenge and see if you'd be interested in entering one of your um, inventions in that challenge. So if you decide to look at that and do that, you can. Your mom can reach out back out to me, and I can let you know how to do that because. It, top innovators from that challenge move up to the global challenge, which is um, in September. And there you're competing against kids all across the world in your same age range. Um, so it's not like you're competing with, you know, 12th graders or kindergartners. You're competing with p kids basically in the same range as, as you are in. So you definitely are a lifer at this, I think. I, I bet you walk around and you just see things all the time and think, I could fix that. I can make that better than it is today, or I have a solution that would help make that problem better. Thanks. I'll try the competition thing. And yes, you're right. I walk around looking for problems. Do you know, there's something else that Jake and I are involved in that's called the Global Innovation Field Trip. Have you ever heard of it? In another podcast, but other than that, I don't know anything it's about it. It's pretty new. The Global Innovation Field Trip happens once a quarter. We actually started it last May when everything started closing because of COVID. And we knew a lot of young innovators across the world wouldn't have their spring celebrations and their ceremonies and stuff. So we created a way to um, celebrate them and to celebrate companies that support them, organizations like National Museum of Education that you were talking about earlier. And um, we have one every quarter. The next Global Innovation Field Trip is July 10th and 11th. And if you go on the globalinnovationfieldtrip.org or go to innovationworld.org, you can find it. Read about it. It sounds like you may have already, um, well, you may have heard podcasts or you may have gone to see some of the videos. You can watch videos from all of the different events to look at what the young innovators present. They have a 10-minute or a 20-minute spot, you'd probably pick a 10-minute the first time out for sure. But we invite you to um, be a part of that if you'd like to, to sign up to be a presenter at the next field trip. It is a lot of fun. And for that matter, there's also a student co-host challenge if you have any interest where students submit a short video to us of somebody they've interviewed and we select students to participate as hosts with us. You're always with a, a host that has been a host before, but it gives the student um, an opportunity to help introduce guests, to help ask questions of the other presenters and guests. And you could do that and be a guest, just not at the same time. You know, you would, it's a 24-hour time block and you're really articulate. And I think you'd do really good as a co-host if you wanted to. It's only an hour long co-host spot, but it gives you kind of a sense of what it feels like to be on the other side where you're asking the questions and you're Oh, and you're you're introducing somebody, or you're you're welcoming them and letting them introduce themselves. That would be so cool. Well, there you go. Have your mom look it up and sign you up, and uh, we would love to have you there. 
Um, so I have one more question and Jake may have more questions too, but my question to you is if there's students out there listening right now who just really aren't sure whether they've got it to be an inventor, what would you say to them? Well, just keep trying. Anything you make can like always be improved. Even if just it's just like a scrap of paper, just like use your brain, find something that it can do. Like everything has a use basically, but if you're trying, it, there's always ways to improve it. So try to find those ways, maybe they're just hidden. Very good advice. Jake? No, no, I'm just- Any other questions? No, no questions. I'm just uh, very impressed. Uh, uh, with the invention, but even more importantly, the thought that went behind it. And I think that your next one after this will be even better. And the one after that will be even better still. So this is just the beginning of a long journey for you, Casey. Good luck. Thank yeah. you. You did wonderfully. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you being a guest on our podcast today. Thank you. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So is there a way for me to make this tool into a real product or like a marketable product? Well, as a matter of fact, we were just talking to a patent attorney <laughs> this afternoon. Um, you probably want to, you know, talk to somebody about getting it patented or maybe even doing some marketing. Julie, remember that the, the gentleman we had on who was doing the uh, marketing? I can't remember his name now. With the United Inventors Association group? He, his daughter was on and then he came on and he does all the marketing. I might not have been in that segment, but we can look him up. One of the things you can do too, Casey, is um, look at that National Innovator Challenge because the winners of that challenge, there'll be a few things that they receive, but one of the really cool things is they'll be part of a five week workshop shop session and that I think will begin July 22nd. And each week, each Thursday, um, I think at three o'clock, beginning July 22nd, the students who, the top innovators will meet on a webinar and they will be webinaring with uh, an industry expert. And the patent attorney that we talked about a couple minutes ago, we met with today is interested in also being a part of that. So one of the segments will be him and he'll come on, he'll talk to students about patenting how do you know if you need a patent? Some very general things. I mean, you'll really want to talk to a, a, your own patent attorney at some point, but it'll give you information to make some decisions on whether you want to move forward. And if you do want to move forward, what are the professionals that you need to seek out? And then we'll probably have somebody there that handles marketing, maybe the person that Jake's talking about. So it would be a really cool thing to be a part of, um, especially if you're one of those uh, students that makes top inventors or top uh, innovators and um, can take part in that. Yeah. Casey, if you go to the uh, Global Innovation Field Trip website, um, we have links that will take you to all the videos of all the past presentations. And there's a few hundred of them. I mean, it's just not like five, but there's also a description uh, of each one. And if you go look for them, there are some adults there who talk to inventors and give them advice. And some of those I think will become very useful to you. You might want to review some of those. Oh, that's nice. So we do know a lot of people in the industry and those people do do things that you're talking about. We don't really necessarily recommend them ourselves, but by virtue of 
working with us, you could meet those people on your own and choose to reach out to them or not. Does that make sense? Because mm -hmm. that's not what we do, but we certainly make the connections. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hold on for just a second. Hey, to hey, just, a, just a reminder, I think then um, for folks to go out to innovationworld.org, look for the Global Innovation Field Trip, look for the National Innovator Challenge, look for the Global Innovation Challenge, look for upcoming soon will be the food challenge. No, it's not just food challenge. It's food system challenge. It's food the, system it's challenge food. It's that will become system soon. of food. If you're looking for challenges, go to the events page mm -hmm. on the innovationworld.org site and you will find challenges and they are updated all of the time. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www innovationworld.org.